pay the bill And playing grown up in your brand new SUV Is better when you're popping pills Good afternoon everybody This is station WORD Broadcasting from the great stadium of life we have for you a play-by-play -play description of the greatest and most important of all gridiron classics, the game of life. Our game here will be underway in just a few moments. And while we await the opening whistle, we'd like to point out some interesting sidelights surrounding this momentous occasion. The weather is ideal in the stadium, even though it really makes little difference since a game as important as this one must be played regardless of conditions. There's a tremendous crowd on hand today. The stands are literally packed with a great cloud of witnesses, as the writer of Hebrews points out. Down on the field, we can see that both teams are completing their pregame workouts. To our right are the players representing Christianity. And this Christian team, by the way, has the finest of all coaches. Noted for his unerring wisdom, this great mentor, Jesus Christ, is the model of perfection in the coaching realm. However, as we look down to our left, we see another great squad and a very cunning and clever coach. This is the team coached by Satan, the forces of evil. And believe you me, Satan and his men will be tough to handle. There's a great wave of anticipation and expectancy in the crowd as the two teams prepare for the opening kickoff. As you know, the referee for this game of life is God himself, the perfect, just, and all-seeing referee and the rules of the game, the instructions as to how it should be played, are found in God's book, the Bible. The coaches have given their respective players their last-minute instructions, Jesus Christ telling his players, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Christ has now come off the field, and it's all up to the players whom he's just left with that last-minute challenge ringing in their ears. The outcome of this spectacle is all the more important to these alumni who are here because of the fact that the entire hope of Christianity in this, the game of life, depends upon the ball-carrying ability of average Christian. This places a heavy responsibility on average Christian, and that's the reason the eyes of the crowd will be upon him today. Both teams are lined up now for the opening kickoff. The goals of the two teams are exactly opposite, that of Christianity being the goal of heaven, while the forces of evil will head toward their goal hell. And now it's going to be Satan's team kicking off to Christianity and there's the referee's whistle as the game is underway. It's criticism kicking a high end over end kick. It's taken on the goal line by average Christian. He starts up the field as forces of evil players move in on him. He appears a bit uncertain but he gets across the 15. Now he cuts to his right and picks up some interference. It's prayer and humility. Average Christian is still going up the far sideline past the 30 with prayer and humility out in front clearing the way. There's one of Satan's men trying to crash through and average Christian sidesteps beautifully at the 40 getting away from temptation. Now he runs with added confidence. He crosses the midfield stripe and makes his way toward this side of the field. But he left his interference on the other side. And now he's by himself down to the 45. He sidesteps nicely, getting away from hypocrisy and goes to the 43, doing a nice job in the broken field. But there's a player coming up from behind. He's gaining. He dives and makes the tackle beautifully at the 40-yard line in forces of evil territory. Average Christian appeared confident that he was on his way to score, but temptation sneaked in for the tackle. And over on the far sidelines, we can see Satan pacing up and down Everybody the sidelines, getting reserved ready for action. Here's girl. Back to the line of the a little doll that keeps me in a world and means more to me than all the world. Well, she's daddy's girl. 
Look at her and anyone could tell That a little bit of heaven fell She means more to me than all the world She's daddy's girl She resembles me a lot, I know From her curly head down to her toes But speaking as someone who knows So much of her mother shows But as current she'll say she's daddy's girl A little doll that keeps me in a whirl And means more to me than all this world She's daddy's girl She resembles me a lot, I know From her curly head down to her toes But speaking as someone knows So much of her mother shows But as current she'll say she's daddy's girl A little doll that keeps me in a whirl And means more to me than all this world She's daddy's girl This time to average Christian who drives off his own right tackle, finds a hole and blasts through to the 32 before the big opposing lineman procrastination brings him to the ground. The tackle who opened that hole for average Christian was the very capable and important lineman, church attendance. He had a hole there big enough to drive the proverbial truck through and average Christian drove through nicely until hit hard by procrastination in the opponent's secondary. Second down two now as Christianity is out of the huddle once again the forces of evil set up their defense, and here's the play. It's Average Christian trying the middle of the line. He stopped cold after a pickup of about a yard. It was carelessness on the tackle as good intentions failed to open a hole in the line. In fact, good intentions was in the way himself on that one. Well, it's third down and a yard, and the Christianity team is calling for a timeout. Just what Christianity will do to stop procrastination, hypocrisy, temptation, and the other forces of evil remains to be seen. We've noted in observing some of the onlookers that there are several famous and successful veterans of this big game in the stands today. They are famous alumni who are on hand to pull for men trying to follow in their footsteps. Among them are such notables as Moses, Gideon, Peter, Paul, and many, many others. It's time to go back to play now at the Stadium of Life. Christianity out of the huddle and up to the line of scrimmage. And here's the pass from center. Again, it goes to Average Christian. Average Christian is coming around his own left end, looking for a chance to cut downfield. Now he's getting some interference and makes his cut. It's prayer out there again. And there's Faith throwing a beautiful block as he got to the 30. He's still going strong. Faithfulness comes in to add interference to the 25 as Average Christian running nicely, cuts to his right, leading his interference. He's to the 23 by himself, heading goalward. But a couple of tacklers are trying desperately to catch him from behind as he gets across the 20. He'll have to hurry, and he's hit it. is recovered by forces of evil. And Average Christian fans is hurt on the play. He doesn't get up. Average Christian remains on the ground. 
This boy temptation can certainly get in on plays when least expected. He and Little Sins just came from out of nowhere to bring about the downfall of average Christian. And now the coach for Christianity, Jesus Christ, has come onto the field and is talking to his ball carrier, average Christian. Let's take a look. is going to stay in the ball game with the kindly help of Jesus Christ, his coach. Average Christian with tears of humiliation and defeat in his eyes has had the contact with Christ which has given him reassurance and the realization of forgiveness of his past mistakes. As we go back to play at the Stadium of Life, it's going to be first down and 10 for Forces of Evil on their own 15. Forces of Evil now putting the ball in play, and it's Little Sins, the quarterback, giving it on a pitch out to Hatred, who starts around his own right end. And Jealousy leads the interference. He makes his cut up field, and he's hit hard at the line of scrimmage. It was Love coming in to crash through the interference, knock Jealousy out of the way, and stop Hatred at the line of scrimmage for no gain whatsoever. Second and 10 now for Forces of Evil on their own 15-yard line. They come out in a single wing to the right this time with Luke Warm, the deep man. The ball is snapped to Luke Warm, who crashes off his own right tackle, finds a hole, rips across the 18 to the 20, where he's hit and swarmed under by dedication. He picked up a five yards on the play, so it's going to be third down and an all-important five yards to go. This will be one of the big plays of the game. The ball on the 20-yard line in Forces of Evil territory. All right, it's indifference and selfishness. God had created a good world. Man had created sin. And Adam's disobedience was to be repeated by his descendants. Man would often choose something else instead of God. 
The writers of the Bible, like most of us, knew more about sin than they really wanted to know. They knew how man had turned against God and how man had turned against his fellow man. In the story of Cain and Abel, they tell how one son of Adam turned against his blood brother. It is a story which unfortunately has never grown old. In the barren and rocky land to which they had been banished, Adam and Eve built a primitive house, part cave, part lean-to, in which the first child was born, in pain, as the Lord had promised. I have made a man from the Lord God. Thy name shall be called Cain. Eve again bore a son, and his name was Abel. And the children of Eve grew to be men. Cain was a tiller of the ground. Abel was a keeper of sheep. And Abel brought the fattest of his young lambs as an offering unto the Lord. And Cain also brought an offering unto the Lord of grain and fruit. The Lord was pleased with Abel and his offering, but with Cain and his offering he was not content. Cain's face twisted in rage. Why art thou angry? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Cain made no answer. Later, when they were in the fields together, he struck Abel in his great anger and killed him. And God said to Cain, Where is Abel, my brother? I know not! Where is Abel? Am I my brother's keeper? What hast thou done? voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Reference and selfishness back as the forces of evil quickly come to the line of scrimmage. Here's selfishness giving the ball on a spinner to Indifference who takes it on a reverse around his own left end. He gets to the line of scrimmage with slanderous talk leading the way. Across the 20 he goes. East of the 21-yard line, the 22, the 23, and he's hit at the 24 and knocked down by compassion, kindness, and willing worker as they swarmed on top of him. Indifference was really wiped out on that play, a yard short of a first down. So it's fourth and one, and just what are the forces of evil players going to do on their own 24-yard line? They come out of the huddle in deep punt formation with criticism back to do his usual job of kicking. There's the snap back, and the kick is in the air, almost blocked by good intentions. A beautiful spiraling kick which hits upfield across the 50-yard line and comes out of bounds on the 40-yard line in Christianity territory. Christianity will put the ball in play first and 10 from their own 40. 
Now they're out of the huddle, and there's a man in motion to the left as the ball is snapped to Average Christian. He's trying his own left in again. Interference is forming for Average Christian as he cuts up field at the line of scrimmage. It's prayer again along with faithfulness, and the powerful downfield blocker witnessing. They're up to the 50 and down into Satan's territory. To the 45, Average Christian appears to have recovered. He's running hard at the 40, still getting good blocking to the 35. The 30, running beautifully, and he stumbles and falls at the 25 with no one around. With prayer faithfulness and witnessing leading the way average Christian just suddenly tripped and fell and it apparently was average Christians overconfidence which stopped a certain touchdown run for Christianity however it's still Christianity's ball first and ten on the forces of evil 25 yard line well we've seen average Christian with his good and bad moments in this big game but every time he and his teammates appear to be headed for a touchdown the failure to follow such strong interference as prayer Humility, faith, and witnessing has been their downfall. Here's the play now. Average Christian starts around his own right end. He cuts quickly inside the end, fakes a handoff, and keeps the ball on a very nice play. He sidesteps one man, gets a good block from Faith. Now he seems to be surrounded in the secondary at the 20. He bounces off another and crashes to the 18. He's hit hard at the 15. He turns nicely in the opposite direction, but, but just a moment. Average Christian, average Christian fans has suddenly turned and started in the wrong direction. He's headed toward the wrong goal line and running full speed and the fans are going wild in the stands as teammates chase average Christian. They call to him and they're trying desperately to catch him. He's across the 50 and still going the wrong way. A member of the Christian team is gaining ground now at the 40, now the 35, and this is one of the most confusing plays ever seen. Average Christian is to the 30. He's at the 25 and he's finally caught and tackled from behind at the 20 yard line by one of his own teammates. I think I'll call that rapture line, see if the Christians are still around. Uh, yeah, I just want to make sure all the Christians were still around. Yes, we are. Were you interested in accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, uh, i got to get to a party. I'll think about it later. Save the day for Christianity. Let's check him. A substitute who had just been sent into the game. And that was chastisement. Average Christian got up angry and confused that chastisement tackled him. And now as he looks around... Average Christian seems to be figuring out what happened. He looks to the sidelines and sees his coach. Realizing his nearly disastrous mistake, Average Christian sinks to his knees in sorrow and humiliation. There's a brief timeout on the field now as criticism came in to discuss something with the officials. Average Christian had gotten caught in the spin of life and turned in the wrong direction but chastisement finally caught up with him and stopped him to save the day. It will be second down for Christianity from their own 20 with very little time left in this important game of life and the situation looks dark for the Christianity team. It's second down and 65 yards to go. But just a second. Well, we went to visit uh, Papu and Granny Huey and JT and, and I remember that uh, they was having a revival meeting 
And back them their days, they had them under the what you call brush arbors, you know. And uh, we rode to uh, the church in, in Papu's old Red Nash, which is about four miles from uh, where Papu lived. And as the meeting was over, they asked this old gentleman who had been in the community for many, many years, old Uncle Jacob Lovell, to dismiss the meeting. Now, Uncle Jacob began to pray, and, and people began to shout, all, and folks began to pray all over that building. And the meeting just broke in a new place, you know. Well, and the, and the thing lasted for another hour. Well, and when it's finally over, we started home, bouncing along in, the, in, the, in Papu's old red Nash. And Papu was, he, he's riding along, you know, just sitting there kind of thinking. And he began to talk. He said, you know, I've known old Jacob for 30-odd years now, and, and Jacob's a good man. He really is. He's a good Christian man, and he's raised a fine family. And it's always been a pleasure for me to, to know Jacob Lovell. But I'll tell you one thing about the feller. He sure ain't no hand to dismiss. The great coach, Jesus Christ of Christianity, is sending a substitute into the game. Let's check. He's coming onto the field. Yes, it's the real need for the Christian team right now. The real need. The Holy Spirit coming into the game. And the players seem to be invigorated by the presence of this powerful new player. And the forces of evil are bracing their defenses as we're ready to go back to action. There'll be time for just one more running play in this game as the Christian team goes into the huddle and it's the Holy Spirit calling the signals. Nothing, nothing score as Christianity comes out of the huddle. All right, here's the play. The ball is snapped and it goes... I think I'll give those Christians another call down at Rapture Line. <laughs> Hello, Christian Rapture Line. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you Christians were still there. We sure are. Were you interested in accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Uh, I'll have to think about it some more. Uh, I've got to get down to the beach and catch some rays. Uh, see you later. He circles his own right in, and interference forms in front of him. He makes his downfield cut at the 15. He's up to the 20, running behind prayer, love, Bible study, witnessing, faithfulness, and church attendance. They're headed down the far sideline to the 35, now the 40, and humility runs along, protecting from the rear as the great wave sweeps across the 50. There to the 40, the 30, in the open with a clear field at the 20, the 10, the 5, and it's a touchdown, and the ball game is all over. And what a ball game it's been. After average Christian had been up and down all afternoon in his ball-carrying chores for Christianity, the greatest of all coaches, Jesus Christ, sent in the Holy Spirit as the team's last hope. Then, average Christian with the Holy Spirit calling his signals, took the ball on his own 20, started around his own right end, and picked up a powerful force of interference composed of prayer, love, Bible study, witnessing, faithfulness, and church attendance, while humility was protecting from the rear. It was an unbeatable combination which swept from its own 20 into pay dirt without an opposing hand touching average Christian. And now as the band plays and the shadows creep across the gridiron of the Stadium of Life, 
we can see one of the most stirring sights we've ever seen. It's the wonderful coach of the Christianity team, Jesus Christ, with his arm of love around average Christian and saying to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. And now this is station WORD saying, it was a pleasure to be with you in this broadcast of the Game of Life from the magnificent Stadium of Life and reminding you that when the one great scorer comes to mark against your name, he cares not if you won or lost, but how you played the game. Time for Rapture Hotline.
evening once again, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned to the Revolutionary Plastics Hour. We've got a lot of talking to do, and a lot of... I, this is one of those shows... Not even one of those shows. This is the first show that I've ever uh, engaged in here that makes me feel like I really owe you an apology. And uh, and I do, I apologize, because I'll tell you, it's not over yet. There's I've got more on my sleeve to make the end of your day miserables. So... Uh, but not like intentionally and not with malice, but just with just for the pure fun of it. Um, what we had there was the game of life with living words by great Christian athletes, uh, narrated by Gerald McCracken. That's right, the Gerald McCracken. A thrilling play-by-play description of an imaginary football game between Christianity and the forces of evil. That's A N, the forces of evil. Typo catching not the strong suit of Word Records Incorporated from Waco, Texas. That's right, the Waco, Texas. The Christian voice of the audio age. So uh, I didn't want to break in there and give away the ending. It was, uh, it was um, we had, we had in, in, uh, it, 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 interstitial, interstitial participation by Jerry Jordan from his album Phone Call from God. Uh, I think sort of badging himself as the Christian Bob Newhart. He doesn't say that, but it looks pretty clear. And uh, that was a pretty funny story called No Hand to Dismiss, I'll tell you what. And then was uh, Isaac Air Freight, which is uh, sort of like the the Christian Firesign Theater or the Christian Credibility Gap or the Christian 60s album comedy trio. All right, halfway through George Michael and Andrew Ridgely, a.k.a. Wham, doing their song Bad Boys. And so I'm going to tell you that you're listening to the Revolutionary Plastics Hour here on WBCRLP. Pretty good, Barrington. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of public service announcements and then get right back into the music. Number one, an evening for goddesses, the art of getting what you want in 2012. Ever feel lost, stuck, confused, like you're spinning in circles? You're not alone. Join Jenny Fennig at Sruti Yoga Center the night of February 1st from 7 to 9.30 on this idyllic evening. To-do lists, deadlines, and responsibilities fade away. So you can get quiet, sit still, and hear the innermost desires of your soul, yourself, your truth. You'll be surrounded by inspiring women, dreams, a sacred space, good music, and flowy fun. It's pure magic, goddess style. Register online at jennyfennig.com slash sruti s-r-u-t-i or contact 413-717-5058 moving right along the 26th annual Berkshire County High School Art Show is coming up Saturday February 4th from 1 to 4 p.m. opening commentary at 2 p.m. join us to meet the region's talented young artists at the opening of this lively installation featuring original works in all media Multimedia artist Ricky Bernstein will offer remarks at 2 p.m. Refreshments like youth will be served. Uh, that wasn't that's just anyway. Uh, that uh, more information there. Uh, www.nrm.org. Questions at nrm.org or 413-298-4100. Bear with me just one moment. That's right. I did it again. Okay, we're back with the musical bed, which means it's time for me to cue up some more music. I've got a treat for you. Don't go away, even though you will want to, because <laughs> it's like uh, there's a Neil Young song, Neil Young uh, quote from Live Rust, where he says, "It's all the same song." 
See what you think. I'll make you a night like 
Might as well take the sun away All the birds that flew in the summer sky When our love was new and our hearts were high When the day was young and the nights were long And the moon stood still to the night bird's song If you go away, if you go away If you go away But if you stay I'll make you a day Like no day has been Or will be again We'll sail the sun We'll glide on the rain We'll talk to the trees And worship the wind Then if you go I'll understand Just enough love to fill my hand If you go away If you go away If you go away If you go away As I know you will You must tell the world To stop turning Till you return again If you ever do For what good is love without loving you? Can I tell you now as you turn to go? I'll be dying slowly till the next hello. If you go away, if you go away, if you go away. If you go away. As I know you must There'll be nothing left In this world to trust Just an empty room Full of empty space Like the empty look I see on your face I'd have been the shadow of your shadow If I thought it might have kept me by your side If you go away If you go away, if you go away But if you stay, I'll make you a night Like no night has been, nor will be again I'll sail on your smile, I'll glide on your touch I'll talk to your eyes that I love so much 
But if you go, I will cry Though the good is gone from the word goodbye If you go away, if you go away, if you go away Please don't go summer day then you might as well take the sun away all the birds that flew in the summer sky when our love was new and our hearts were high when the day was young and the night was long and the moon stood still for the night bird song If you go away If you go away If you go away But if you stay I'll make you a day Like no day has been Or will be again We'll sail the sun We'll ride on the rain We'll talk to the trees and worship the wind That if you go, I'll understand Leave me just enough love to fill up my hand If you go away If you go away If you go away If you go away As I know you will You must tell the world To stop turning Till you return again If you ever do For what good is love Without loving you Can I tell you now As you turn to go I'll be dying slowly Till the next hello If you go away If you go away If you go away But if you stay I'll make you a night Like no night has been Or will be again I'll sail on your smile, I'll ride on your touch I'll talk to your eyes that I love so much But if you go, go, I won't cry Though the good is gone from the word goodbye If you go away, if you go away If you go away 
If you go away, as I know you must, there'll be nothing left in the world to trust. Just an empty room full of empty space, like the empty look I see on your face. I'd have been the shadow of your shadow if I thought it might have kept me by your side. If you go away, if you go away, if you go away. If you go away on the summer day, then you might as well take the sun away. All the birds that flew in the summer sky when our love was new and our hearts were high, when the day was young and the nights were long. And the moon stood still for the night bird song. If you go away, if you go away, if you go away. But if you stay, I'll make you a day like no day has Again, we'll sail on the sun. We'll ride on the rain. We'll talk to the trees and worship the wind. Then, if you go, I'll understand. Leave me just enough love to hold in my hand. If you go away, if you go away, if you go away, if you go away, as I know you will, you must tell the world to stop turning tail. You return again if you ever do. For what good is love without loving you? Can I tell you now? As you turn to go, I'll be dying slow till our next hello. If you go away, if you go away, if you go. But if you stay, I'll make you a night like no night has been, or will be again. 
I'll sail on your smile I'll ride on your touch I'll talk to your eyes That I love so much From the word goodbye If you go away If you go away If you go away Please don't go Save Muscatel When 
Now my friend, I got to go You tell everyone I know I'm saying goodbye Bye, bye, Dallas I can't stay, should've been at the palace Mr. Day, bye, bye, Dallas Got to go Revolutionary Plastics Hour. These headphones are... Ah, come on. We are winding down. There we go. At the Revolutionary Plastics Hour here tonight on WBCR LPFM. Beg your pardon. Let me start that up again. WBCR LP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington, Berkshire Community Radio, streaming live on BerkshireRadio.org. Uh, we started, I, I actually, I meant to mention before, that was a really smoking cover of uh, Stevie Wonder's Tell Me Something Good. Uh, that was done by Ronnie Laws, and you probably recognized that sample that was used by the Beastie Boys. Um, let's see, then I followed that with Neil Diamond doing a song called If You Go Away. 
and then was uh, Glenn Campbell doing uh, a song called If You Go Away. After that was Jack Jones, a crooner from the sort of mid-60s, uh, doing his version of a, a classic number by Jacques Brel called If You Go Away. And then was Tom Jones belting out uh, a, a little-known number called If You Go Away. Uh, after that was Mia Farrow singing Lullaby from Rosemary's Baby. And uh, then was a an unreleased, well, it's released, but uh, subsequently unreleased, B-side by Steely Dan called Dallas and it sounded like that was the original singer uh, not Donald Fagan for all you Steely Dan nerds out there listening I'm guessing zero um, right now this is the new American Orchestra doing their version of the end title theme from Blade Runner again I really I know I owe you an apology and I, I can't give it to you. Um, a show like this is what I, I build up trust in my listenership for. It's, it's one of the reasons why having a radio show is great. Because I feel like some of you may well have stuck with the whole thing. And if you did, I'm grateful. And I thank you. And if you didn't, I can't apologize. This is who I am. This is what I do. <laughs> so yeah um, sorry about everything that I just did for the last hour I do apologize and I hope you will stick with me and come back again next week this has been the Revolutionary Plastics Hour my name is Ben Andrew and I will be seeing you next week hopefully <laughs> <laughs>